0: Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now, your host, James Swanson. Welcome back. This is Pad the Stats, fantasy football podcast continuing our rookie series, and we're going to talk two more quarterbacks on today's podcast, recording this March 6th. Justin Fields, Ohio State, Zach Wilson, BYU, who... Two guys that figured to, to slot in, uh, certainly in the first round, to potential top 10 quarterbacks. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I like from their film, what I didn't like. I watched a ton uh, you know, this week. Last night, I think I sat down and watched about three hours total between these two quarterbacks and got a little bit more in this morning on Zach Wilson. So I got to break down a lot of film. I watched uh, 2019 and 2020 both uh, from Fields and Wilson. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about why I did that specifically with Wilson, uh, when you take a look at his numbers. Um, and then, uh, so this again is our second podcast for the quarterbacks. We'll have one more next week on Trask and Mac Jones, wrap that up, move on to tight ends, and then we'll, uh, we'll do a best of the rest. So I'm going to start with Justin Fields and there, obviously there's, there's a lot of debate, right? everybody thinks that Trevor Lawrence is far and away the number one, the generational QB and is going to take it, be taken by the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's probably so. But what happens after that? Who goes number two do the jets take a quarterback? Where did the lions go? Where do the Panthers go? The Broncos, there's a lot to be decided. And there's also a lot to be decided on who's the number two quarterback. Who's the number three. Look, I'm going to tell you why I think these guys, where I think these guys fit, and where I think they might fit uh, at the next level, um, and some of it good and some of it not so good. To be completely honest with you, I will say this: I don't see either of these quarterbacks being on the level of Trevor Lawrence, and it's really not that close. I don't think either of these guys, from a skill standpoint in the pocket, anticipation, just arm talent in general, hold a candle to what trevor lawrence can do trevor lawrence is easily the number one quarterback and a guy who can be a generational talent in my opinion now let's start with justin fields the ohio state quarterback at 6'3 228 pounds and in 2020 just eight games five regular season games the two games in the college football playoff and the big 10 championship game so eight total 2100 yards a little over 70% completion percentage. Very good. 9.3 yards per attempt, 10.1 air yards per attempt. Both of those were least amongst the top, the big four. Uh, So 22 touchdowns, six interceptions, 81 rushes, 383 yards and five touchdowns. So this is a guy who, and when I say the big four, I'm talking these four, Lawrence, Wilson, uh, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance. So uh, of course, When we get into Mac Jones, I I could see him being somebody that maybe leapfrogs someone, especially a guy like Trey Lance, but we'll get to that uh, a little bit down the road. Uh, But with Justin Fields, who is he? He's a dynamic athlete, kind of like the first two guys, right? This is just another guy who looks the part, put together very well. He can equally hurt you with his legs and his arm. And he's sturdy, he's thick, he's powerful, he's very explosive in his lower half. He has a knack to really shed defenders, shed blitzers, stay on his feet. He's got excellent balance. He's a really good runner, really good runner. But, like the two guys I mentioned before him, he's a passer first. He is looking to throw the football. Now, where Trey Lance and North Dakota State's offense, they ran a lot of designed runs, Ohio State runs a more traditional spread spread everybody out, and let Justin Fields work from the pocket and make plays with his arm. But when things aren't there, he can he can break defenses down and make them really pay with his legs, which I think is going to translate very well to the next level because the arm talent is there, but that added dimension of what he can do with his legs as an athlete is going to be lethal. Where I want to see Trey Lance do a little bit more when we're talking about those two guys specifically, I want to see him do more from a po- from the pocket. Justin Fields did enough at Ohio State in my eyes. He checked enough boxes in terms of experience and you know games played where, where they're asking him to throw from the pocket. So he's got that down in his game. He can do both things very well. He's extremely good moving to his right and throwing on his right. I said that he might be the best quarterback in this class at moving – and throwing especially uh you know moving to his right but he can also do it to the left. He sets his shoulders and his feet very well. He's got this knack when he rolls to his left, he will he'll actually stop, square his shoulders, square his feet plant and look for for guys coming back across the formation and he usually makes a big play in those scenarios. So he's a guy who again is always looking to throw but he can kill you with his feet and it's going to serve him well. I, the, the difference with him too is just, uh, you know how just how sturdy and how I don't want to say stocky, but he's just put together. He's really put together. He's powerful. He can he can shed guys. Uh, like I said, blitzers. He's going to make a lot of wow plays. Escape in the pocket is what I wrote down. Tons and tons of wow plays. That, it's going to translate, and I think he's going to find some success there, in the NFL and he's going to begin to be a guy who gives you 50 rushing yards a game for your fantasy team. So the the element of the run is and we we see it with all these quarterbacks now. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. I mean, the list goes on. There's th- that added threat of a run is so crucial when I I think that that ability alone when we specifically when we're talking about fantasy too is just going to be I mean, it's hard to pass up on a guy like that, especially if you're sitting at, say, you know, we're in a super flex league and I know know Jake's sitting at number two. I find it hard to pass up on a guy like Justin Fields because of that dimension of the run. Now, here are some of the things that that I wrote down that there are things that I don't like. I think he needs to work on anticipation, working through his reads quicker Um his athleticism bails him out in a lot of situations, but I thought he struggled a lot against zones, you know, particularly two high safeties when teams want to just play coverage against Justin Fields. I don't fully, or I'd I, I mentioned that he checks the boxes in that he has a lot of experience throwing from the pocket, but there is growth that needs to happen with Justin Fields. I think there are going to be some growing pains at the next level. I don't think he's a perfect prospect by any means. I think he's pretty damn good. But there are some concerns with the way he reads defenses, reads sides of the field, and locks onto players. I think he, I don't think he makes the right read often enough, personally. Um, I think he's got to set his feet and deliver the ball quicker. He's got this little bit of a hitch in his throw, too, which I, I don't love. I think he needs to clean up the mechanics a little bit. And, and just not trying to do too much. There are certain times where he where a play is not there, and Justin Fields is just trying to do a little bit too much. So with the mechanics and with the overall pocket awareness, anticipation, getting the ball out of his hands a little bit quicker, there are some. There's a little bit of a ways to go here with Justin Fields, but where with Trey Lance, I saw he. J- we just need to see a lot more, and there is a a much bigger learning curve and a much bigger jump to the next level. I don't think it's that significant for Justin Fields. So either, even though I listed all those negatives. Where I don't think he's going to be a superstar. I don't think he's going to be a top flight quarterback. I don't even see him being ever finding the level of like a Matt Stafford, right? Two totally different players in, in their skill set. But in terms of just the level of, of play, I don't see him ever getting to be a top six or seven quarterback in the league. But I do see him being a top 10 quarterback at some point. I, I think it's going to take a little bit, but I do think he'll get there is he going to save the Jets? In my opinion, no. But there's a lot to work with. And the athleticism and the ability to just make plays, he is really a playmaker and break down defenses and ad lib. And when things are not going on schedule, he can make and create plays. That's just so valuable. And it's hard to pass up on. So if you're sitting there in a super flex league, and you're number two, and you're like, wow, well, do I take Anaji Harris or do I take a Jamar Chase I just think it's so hard to pass up on a guy like Justin Fields and while I don't think he's a perfect prospect again I think he's going to be pretty damn good now in terms of some of the throws that he can really make you talk about some of the slot fades and balls down uh, down the boundary those long throws when he locks in man man to man now Chris Alave made a ton of nice plays for him him and Garrett Wilson were two superstars you know, first off, I mean, Alave is just a playmaker in general, and Garrett Wilson has one of the best athletic profiles I've seen from a wide receiver. If he can just clean things up and be more consistent, the kid's going to be really damn good. You know, there, there are a lot of throws where I'm just like, man, like, he can really put the ball on the money, like, especially down the field, along the boundary. Again, I mentioned those slot fades. Like, there are a lot of throws that this kid can make. I don't think he has a cannon for an arm by any means. Um, he, he doesn't have the arm of Trevor Lawrence. He doesn't have the arm of Trey Lance, but he has enough. He has enough in the toolkit that he can utilize to be a pretty damn good passer at the next level. I just think he's going to struggle a little bit in traditional dropback systems where he's asked to read defenses and and teams are going to sit back and play coverage against him. I do think there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve, and that's always scary, but. I'll take what's what's there, right? The the amount that there is to work with Justin Fields, I'll take that and I'll be damn happy with that. And the other stuff, I don't think it's that much of a gap that teams can't get him to be you know, be a really damn good quarterback at the NFL level. All right, let's talk Zach Wilson then. This kid's really interesting to me. Um out of BYU, six three, two ten, twenty twenty numbers, very good. Uh they had a great team this year, almost thirty seven hundred passing yards nearly 74, 73.5% completion percentage, excellent. He had the most yards per attempt out of the Big Four and the most air yards per attempt out of the Big Four, 12.6, 33 touchdowns to just three interceptions, 70 carries, 254 yards, and 10 touchdowns. So the 2018, I had to go back and watch some of his 2019 tape because the 2018 and 2019 numbers aren't good. 501 attempts combined in those two seasons, under 64% completion percentage, 23 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. And I was like, man, like what did this kid do to turn it on in 2020? Because the numbers the two years prior to that were nowhere near what he did in 2020. But when I put on the tape and I watched pretty much every game from 2020 and a couple from 2019, um, there are some things that stand out there that are just absurd and really, really, really good. This kid has an excellent feel for the game and he plays the position in general at such a high level. You can tell guys who have a really good feel for it. Like he is a field general out there. He's a commander of the game. He's very smart, very calm in his way, the way he plays the position with his feet, the way he can sidestep tacklers and blitzes and and slide the pocket and maneuver the pocket is really really good. He's savvy uh in that sense is what I wrote down. I love his feel for the game. You can just tell those guys who, when they have the ball in their hands, especially at the quarterback position, it's just almost like Aaron Rodgers. Like you can tell just, they have such a good feel and command for the game. And that's what Zach Wilson is in my opinion. Now he isn't nearly as dynamic of an athlete as the other guys where Trey Lance and Lawrence and Justin Fields are going to kill you and make plays with their legs. And all three of those guys could run for four or 500 yards in a season. You know, I don't think that Zach Zach Wilson's not going to do that, but he can make plays with his legs. Don't don't take that for granted. This kid actually can make plays with his legs. When things break down, he's pretty savvy and he's athletic enough and he's crafty when using his feet. He can sidestep defenders, he can he can juke defenders, he can kind of wiggle and, and just weave his way to pick up yards. So it's not all lost when receivers aren't open for Zach Wilson, he can certainly pick up yards with his legs and extend the sticks. Kid's got great ball skills. Um, the flips, the different option flips that he makes and underhand flips, um, the way he can just... I, you can just tell a guy who has really good hand-eye coordination and really good ball skills, and they, that's him. And he makes a ton of flashy throws. I love his release. I love his uh, ability to deliver the ball. It's um, I just love it. I, I love everything about the way he throws the football. He kind of has a little bit, bit of a whip. I heard some people talk about Johnny Mansell in his game, the way he kind of can move around and keep his eyes downfield and make big plays on the run. Off-platform, there's a ton of times where he's his feet are not set, but he's making throws off-platform that are really, really good. Um, Which, look, everything that I see from this kid in the pocket, I'm going to say right now, is exceptional the way he commands the position he has a chance to be really damn good really damn good and all the tools are there to tell me that he could be the number two quarterback in this class but here are some of the things that I think are going to hold him back he makes some really ill advised throws and some of the accuracy concerns I thought really popped up he has a lot of erratic throws just erratic throws like outs comebacks you know digs things like across on the sideline especially he just makes some throws that I'm like where are you throwing the ball like when he's throwing down the field some some of those uh slot fades and and deep shots down the sideline he really misses badly and I think some of the ball placement is a little bit concerning to be honest with you Now, I will say this. I I think that with everything that he brings to the table at playing the position (laughs) prior to where some of his ball placement is, is so damn good that I think that teams have a chance to, to mold this kid into like a really special quarterback. And I think his upside is higher than Justin Fields. I just want to see more of him as a consistent thrower and i know the completion percentage this year was really good but if you put on the tape and you see some of his throws he can be pretty erratic at times and it is a little bit concerning and this is exactly why fields and wilson are not on the level of trevor lawrence for me it's just i put on lawrence after i watched these two guys just to get a quick fresh comparison you know while everything was like, like fresh in my mind and it really isn't close it really isn't close but I do think Zach Wilson has a chance to be like pretty special. Not generational, but, but pretty, pretty special. I think Justin Fields is gonna be good, but not great, if that makes sense. So Fields is Wilson's upside is is QB two. Um you know, I just want to see some of those things cleaned up with him as a passer. But overall, uh Zach Wilson, I just I couldn't get over when I watched him, you know, in the pocket, some of the things he did. I was just like, man, like, this kid can be really, really good. Like, really good. If you can just throw the ball accurately, a little bit more consistently for me on some of those easy throws, some of those easy 10 to 15 yard throws, like, and not leave your receivers out to dry and put the ball in the money, like, you're going to be really damn good. So there's a little bit he needs to clean up, but overall, um I'm buying them. I'm buying both of them really. Um, but if you had to to ask me right now who's gonna be better, I think it's probably gonna be Wilson. Um though, you know, Fields' athleticism is gonna make you go wow it a lot of times too. So that's kind of my take on these two guys, um Fields and Wilson. These were these were not super easy evaluations for me. I saw so many good things but also concerning things. And while I think Wilson has the higher upside, it wouldn't surprise me if Fields came in and made a little bit more of an immediate, immediate splash. But I think both these guys have a chance to be pretty good quarterbacks at the next level. So but overall, if you're sitting in the first round of your rookie drafts in super especially, both of these guys have to go top five. I can't see a scenario where you let them slide because of, you know, the uh, the importance in that format of grabbing a quarterback. I, I just wouldn't do it. Um, I wouldn't let them get out of my reach. And uh, I think both have, you know, all three of these quarterbacks that we've talked to so far are going to be starters. And I think they all have a chance to have long careers. So, That does it uh, for this episode of Pad the Stats. So, again, next week we'll be talking Kyle Trask and Mac Jones. And uh, until then, everybody, talk to you later. Bye-bye.